What if you could get truly original jeans at a price that's truly incredible? Well, right now you can, because Levi's and Kohl's are offering your favorite fits for some phenomenal prices through Labor Day. For men, Levi's 5'11 Slim Jeans are on sale at their lowest price of the season, just $39.99. And for women, Levi's 535 Super Skinny and Mid-Rise Skinny are also on sale for prices as low as $36.99. Stop by your nearest Kohl's or go to Kohl's.com today. Log Talk Radio. Talk podcast episode number 260 coming to you live from Newtown Pennsylvania and Comac New York it is Thursday night it is 10 p.m. it is time for ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete hi I'm one of your hosts the aforementioned Sam Pete Steve San Pietro and uh, wow it has been uh, quite a while since we've done a show last show we did I believe was in April um, and that was uh, one of only two shows we've done this entire year. But uh, Cal and I decided to give it a go tonight to do a podcast, something we have done 259 times in the past, spanning almost seven years. And here we are, talking New York sports and whatever else comes up. Um, it has been a while. We have missed doing this desperately. Um, we have... Uh, had difficult times making the time and scheduling it, but we are here. We're going to have a good time. We're just going to talk about uh, New York sports and whatever else comes to mind. So welcome back to the same old place that you laughed about. And the first 70s reference gets out of the way very early. Let's bring in the co-host. All of our audio clips are gone. Six and a half years of audio clips are all gone. They, uh, they got washed away. Uh, consumed by the desert, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a 1982 reference. Good job, everybody. Um, consumed by the Rothgar. Um, so we have no intro music for this guy, but he is the co-host of the program. Uh, low these 259 other episodes. He is Mr. Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente, the yin to my yang, the fruit... My salad. I don't know what that means. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Where have you been? I have been uh, right here. I well, I've been here since April, looking for you. Right. I, I <laughs> like every, every week, I think this is the week he's going to show up. He's not there. 
I have literally uh, been sitting here at this desk since uh, our, our last show. I've been here. I look like I look like Tom Hanks in Castaway right now. <laughs> I haven't I haven't eaten since April. Every Thursday at ten o'clock, I look at the time. I look at the computer. You're not there. You're emaciated. I'm. I have lost a lot of weight. You've been eating nothing but fish. <laughs> In my basement. In your basement, right. The right. kids are... I, I, just, kids I won't are, leave the basement. I the girls have had national, national dance competitions. Missed it and all. you've been there waiting, waiting all this time. I missed it all. I've been waiting for you. And here you are. And here I am. Sorry, man. No, that's good. It, it was worth the wait. Hey, listen. Um, while, while you were down there, castaway style, with, with yeah, Wilson... Yeah, did I miss anything? Did I miss it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. Look, when we left, so when we really stopped doing the show in earnest, um, or <laughs> right here in Pennsylvania, um, <laughs> you, uh, the Mets had, uh, were coming off a World Series. All was right with the world. We did a show where we had uh, Dominic uh, Jansky on from Lighthouse Hockey. We were talking about <laughs> the Islanders. That was before the playoffs, yeah. Has it been that long? It has. We were talking wow. about the Islanders going to the playoffs and and uh, what that was going to look like. And, um, you know, it was really – it was a different time, man. It was a different time. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We were all free spirits then. It was a different time, man. Bernie Sanders was relevant <laughs> That's right. Back we were then. all feeling feeling the burn, feeling the burn. No, but the truth of the matter is, we didn't do very many shows before we stopped doing shows. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I'm just wondering how many do you how many do you think we did in 2016? What number show Nobody? is this for us? No, no, heavens no. Am I a little high? I think I think this is our fourth show of 2016. Did we do them all through uh, uh, January and February and, and stuff like that? I, I, don't, I don't remember. It's really been a long time. So I'm looking, I'm going back through the old blog talk radio uh, vault here. We did one on January 28th, February 16th, March 1st, March 24th. Um, and, and that was, that was it. the last one. Yeah. March 24th. So we've been away for a while. Brian, do you want to update the people on why? No, I don't what, think really? anybody cares. I think we're back. We're going right. to do a show. Sure. I mean, if if I'm not a, I'm not against it. I just I don't know. I again remember I've been in the basement for five months. <laughs> I'm a I I'm I'm not really the best judge of what's right and wrong right now. Right. Here's there's a couple of things I wanted to hit on before we talk about actual sports. Um, in it, low these, our last show was five months ago, and this being only our fourth show of uh, 2016. However, this being our 260th show overall, um, and spanning uh, almost seven years, uh, you know, over six and a half years, I have noticed, and I have a, a genuine question to ask you right off the top: Have podcasts jumped the shark? 
and I'm not talking about the podcast called Jumping the Shark, which of right, course which, there is one. Right. I'm saying we we were we were at the beginning of this. I'm not trying to break our arms patting ourselves on the back. We were at the beginning of this in our own little quiet corner with like 20 people listening or paying attention. We were at the beginning of this. And of course, we should mention we are sans the bishop tonight. I think that was pretty obvious. Yes, the way we are sans our third man in who was around for, you know, 180 or 190 of those 260 shows. Uh, he is in Maine eating so much lobster, Cal. He's been in Maine for like nine days. And and I texted him tonight and said, I think Cal and I are going to do like a little hour refresher show just to get our feet back under us. Mm. And he said, that's fantastic. I, you know, have a great time. I hope we can get it going again. And he said, I am now 12% butter because of how much <laughs> lobster. He that's a lot consumed. of lobster. Well, I said that was down, right? Because since 1993, he was 22% to 25% butter. He eats a lot, of, a lot of buttery foods, I feel like. He does. But anyway, he's not here. Have podcasts jumped the shark? Well, I, there's a lot of them right now, right? There's not a lot of them. There's a gazillion of them. I mean, any, every, everybody, basically everybody but us has had a podcast <laughs> in, in the last five months. Well, we stepped when when we have stepped away in these five months and pretty much eight months, really. And we took a look at it, and and I took a look at it, like not to toot our own Who's horn. We? Right, I have a I have a mouth marketing team, right? The, market, the RTU RTU marketing department, right? Um, by the way, did you see the poster that they've come out with for our comeback? No, no. I'm oh, that marketing didn't get that up to you. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I've been in my basement for five months. <laughs> I don't have access to my RTU email from here. See, this is a great example of how much I don't comedy have bang bang access down here. Right. This is a, a great example of how much comedy bang bang we listen to in that. And what students of comedy bang bang we are in that you're sticking with the premise that you went with. You have to sell it. Right, you came in with this character, called, and you are sticking it's with it. Commitment. That's right. I, I, I know. Um, I'll, I could, I could give you a little insight on acting. It's called commitment to the role. I'm not sure oh, if you're familiar you. with that. I, I uh, since I'm never going to get an acting job again, apparently. <laughs> That's another thing everybody's sort of missed here. Um, because we, we, we did, uh, we did a show right after Daredevil season two came out. Um, my my huge break, and right. uh, I've I, I've I've had like two auditions since. Then. That was a good. Uh, that was a really good time to stop doing shows. Was right after that came out. That's right. Really strike while the iron's hot. We wouldn't want to drive traffic to uh, to Daredevil no. season two on Netflix. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> or my performance thereof, well, which I sure. which I which I now hate. By the way. You hate that performance? Can't even look at it. Well, I, I, I don't have the energy to get into this with you right now. That's, that's, that's fair. That's, that's a fair. separate conversation. Yes. Um, so being as I'll, I'm never going to get an acting job again, I figured it's a good time to get back to the podcast. Let's but, podcast a little bit more, sure. 
But uh, the marketing department, you should see these posters. I don't think that that now, shirt tasteful. That's me. Which one? The one that I'm wearing? The one that you're wearing. The one they I put mean, you they, in. They, they asked me to put a shirt on, but it was blank, right? It was right. just nothing. It was just like a blue right. T-shirt. It was I a green screen T-shirt. Something into it. it was a green screen T-shirt, which should have been a giveaway to you. I thought, I thought, I thought the sensors on them were a little weird, but <laughs> you're putting like, on this bright green T-shirt with, with motion sensors on it. I've been down here for five months. Maybe that's what they're wearing now. Right. I didn't think also that you should be an anthropomorphic raccoon. I don't know why that was the choice for you. Oh. Right. I don't. I. They could have gone a lot of ways with animals for you on that market. A raccoon. Poster. A raccoon. Right. A raccoon or a raccoon. <laughs> it depends. It depends on on what uh, side of the Mason-Dixon line you're on. I feel like. Okay. I feel like it's. I feel like I want to say. I always say raccoon, but I'd rather say raccoon. Raccoon. It's much easier yeah, to say raccoon. Like I have a. I'd have more fun saying raccoon. Anyway. That sounds like a hockey player, uh, though. I, I, it does sound like a hockey player. Pierre Raccoon. Pierre Raccoon. <laughs> Left wing for the Quebec Nordique. Yeah, the Quebec Nordique. Uh, 1974 to 1979. Right. Uh, Pierre Raccoon. <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, the French equivalent of a tilde? Um, there is one, right? The little squiggly. I don't, I don't think so. Is it like a joui or something like that? <laughs> like a, like a, isn't it like a, uh, like an upside down exclamation point? Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's, no, that's Spanish. That's Spanish. <laughs> you know At what I'm thinking of? At the front of a exclamation in Spanish, there's an upside down exclamation point, And then right on the but other I'm, end, there's. I'm Which I always loved. Of, like, I'm you knew what old... you were getting into. You knew what you were getting into when you were reading a Spanish sentence. And That's it had true. the upside-down exclamation point at the front of the sentence. You were like, oh, somebody is fired up. This right. statement is really, like, whereas in English, you don't know till the end that somebody's no, pissed you off. Blindsided. You, you get blindsided by the exclamation point. The Spanish are telling you that we're fired up. Right you notice it's okay? Like you know, right from the K, you know. I was thinking of the. I was thinking of the old. (laughs) I was thinking of the old Montreal Expos uh, mascot, Yuppie. Yuppie, sure. And I thought he had an exclamation point in his name, and it might have been upside down. Maybe. So they were like Yuppie, like at all times. (laughs) They were screaming like, Yuppie. Or like a question mark and an exclamation point. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because nobody knew what the hell he was. What is that? Yuppie? By the way, magnificent documentary. Love the it. Expos. Oh, uh, that was on MLB so Network, good. right? Yep. The MLB I Network the Expos documentary was so good. I know we're not supposed to have loved the Expos, but I really did like them. I totally agree. They, they really didn't bother me. Right? Like those others, those other National League East teams always bothered me. 
Yeah. The only thing I disliked about the Expos was when the Mets would go on the road to play them in Olympic, it was like a lost weekend. Because, like, they might as well have gone to, like, Nicaragua to play. Like, it was just... Or, like, another planet. But no, I mean, they, right, they went to a foreign country. I get that. <laughs> like, no, 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 I didn't say a far, another planet. Yeah, it was just country. so weird. Like, it was like, remember in, in uh, Baseball Stars when you would play in space? Yes. Right? You had six stadiums to choose from, and one of them was space? Right. That was like going to play the Expos. Was it, it felt, not baseball, yeah, it, baseball simulator? Stars, that was just one stadium. SNK, there were two games for Nintendo, right? There was SNK right. Baseball Stars. Right. And then there was Baseball Simulator 2000, I believe. Like a futuristic game. Like a very, and one of the stadiums you could play in was space. Because they expected you to be playing in space in the year 2000. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the ball that. flew out of space. Well, there's no gravity. <laughs> and of course it's going to fly. If the game was realistic. But that's the only thing I didn't like about playing the Expos. It was like it well, really it had the turf, like, it had the weird roof, it, it had, had the weird roof. orange guy running around, the weird people. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so bizarre. Which no matter how you say it, sounds filthy. Poutine. Yeah, you can't. It sounds like an Italian word for like a whore. She was a well, well, Russian leader. <laughs> right. The, she, um, was a, she was a poutine. Come on. <laughs> and I love the I love the double national anthem. It always made it feel special. I I, right? I totally agree. I just didn't. They would always go up there and lose. Like every I, I, the Mets never played well up there. I would love to see what they their record was. Their lifetime in Olympic Stadium. They did lose. If a only lot there was there. a way. If there was like a device that we could somehow look I that have, up. I have, you should check with all of these new podcasters and see what they do. <laughs> right. So let's go back to the initial. Well, wait. Though we've gone into documentary land, so let's stay there. So the Expo's documentary on MLB Network is unbelievable. Have you watched? You watched Doc and Daryl, right? You no, not yet. No. Did I you watch it? I have not. Okay, you don't want to. So I started it. All right. And I'm finding myself very emotional mm. early in it. And I kind of don't want to do that to myself. So are you planning on not going back to it? Uh, You're not sure. Look, I, I have to watch it. Yeah, you have to watch it. Like, I, I have to watch it at some point. Right. And and you know what's great, Cal? So this baseball team that I picked up with here in, in Newtown, which is where I live, by the way, Newtown, Pennsylvania. Right. How far from New Hope is it? It's about 15 minutes. So that's not that far from your house in New <laughs> right, Hope. Exactly. All right. I picked up. <laughs> it's a 15-minute drive to go play ball. That's nice. <laughs> So I found a, a real good group of guys to play ball with. They're the Braves. We talked about this. The it Newtown me, Braves. It took me about, uh, with your help and your consultation, took me a great long time to figure out what number I was going to wear for the Braves. That was a fun discussion in, this, in the winter. 
That was great. That was great. How long it was. Uh, and that was back in like February. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or February or March. Like six months ago. I always have worn uh, in my adult baseball playing career, uh, and this is wood bat, fast pitch, over 35 league, real good. good. Competition's really solid. Um, uh, I've always worn five. Can't wear five on the Braves. It's Freddie Freeman. I despise Freddie Freeman. Can't wear five. Uh, so we came up with 29 for John Small, right. and it's retired. So no Brave is going to wear it again. And you wore it. And I wore it in high school. That was my high school number. And um, as, you, as you perfectly put it, when you create me in Major League Baseball, the show, you always give me 29. 29. That's, that's, right. what, that's what sealed it. So I've, I've, already, I've already looked good at times in number 29. Yeah. We got a preview of what you would look like, and it, it would right. work. That's right. Um, and so um, – so I, I, anyway, playing with these guys, they're mostly Phillies fans, right? They're, they're, they're guys that are from Pennsylvania and from where I live in Pennsylvania, and they're mostly Phillies fans. Right. So they don't care for me one lick in the baseball department. <laughs> so we got to talking about the Doc and Daryl, um, what do you call it? The Doc and Daryl documentary like the day after it came out, and they were all asking me, hey, Sam Pete, did you watch it yet? And I was like, no, I, you know, I, I don't want that team ruined. Like that team's already been ruined, that 86 team. Yeah. And the one guy said to me, he goes, you got, you got to watch it. He's a huge Phillies fan, hates the Mets. I respect it. He hates the Mets. He should. I, I hate the Phillies. I mean, there's, you know. Right. And he was like, it's Exactly. And these are all guys on my team that are my age or our age. So, so they lived through those. Correct. And they lived through those magnificent Met teams. Right. And they're like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. They, they, they just were raving about it. Like, you can't believe how good it is. And you can't believe how good Strawberry is doing juxtapositioned with Gooden. Right. Like they were like you, you leave that worried about good. That does that doesn't make it sound like you should watch it then. I got it, though, Cal. How do I not watch it? I, yeah, but I don't know how you could. You can be able to handle seeing. Doc Why like haven't that? you? Why haven't you? We've been through this a million wow. times. I've been in the basement <laughs> for five months. The exasperated sigh early. The, the McShea NFL Draft Podcast side <laughs> early. <sighs> Here's the thing about this guy. You sound like you're about to talk about Robert Griffin III four years ago. <laughs> like right before the draft. I just, I, honestly, I just, I just haven't, I really haven't had any time to sit and watch, which is really strange to say in the middle of the summer, but I haven't had time to sit and watch it. Well, we're going to get to that. I mean, yeah. we're, we're going to get to that. There's, yeah, there's a good reason for that. Let's, let's put that on something that has happened in this time that we both need to remedy. We both need to watch it. We both need to man up and we need to watch it. All right. Let's do, well, I, I can handle it. Yeah. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I told I'm you I'm about, 
I might be I'm about denial. twelve minutes. I'm about twelve minutes into it, and you know who one of the directors is? Apatow, and it's Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about twelve minutes into it, and I'm ready to weep. So we're gonna have to do that. Listen, if we're gonna have a podcast like everybody else does, right? Um, you know, we got to do these things. So it's assignment television. It's not mushy television. It's assignment television. It's not appointment television. It's not appointment television. No, I've never liked that. Appointment television? Yeah. You know, well, there's there there's no such thing anymore, right? No. That's another thing that they talk about on every one of these podcasts. <laughs> that there's too much content. Right. So like that's ironic. It's completely Alanis Morissette ironic. It's is it. Is it unintended irony or is it I think it's I think it's unintended irony or I think it's unconscious irony, unrealized irony. I don't know. It's like rain on your wedding day. I don't know. <laughs> That's not ironic, Alanis. That's just bad luck. So now you see this is good. Now you're into the nineties. Right. It's made in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, this is it's like those miniseries that they show on CNN that span the decade. <laughs> time Life, the Time yeah, Life miniseries, <laughs> right? You just need a, a, an aughts reference and you're good. Right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna come with a Rubik's cube soon, and we're gonna talk about uh, pet rocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, t- they they there has probably never been a there's definitely not ever been a better time to be an actor right now, right Right now, because there is so much content. Like think about the two shows that I did are on Netflix, which is now somehow a network. Yeah. I think they produce more original content than HBO at this point. They do. They do. They, they have jumped HBO. In fact, there was a great article a couple weeks ago. I think it was in either Slate or maybe the Atlantic or whatever, but, about how they've reached their saturation point. Like they, Netflix. with Stranger Things, and which is, we'll save PJ for that. All Stranger, right. Things is, Stranger Things is unbelievably good. I still have three episodes to watch, but and Teresa has obviously been away, but because um, we got into it together. Uh-huh. Oh, it's good, Cal. Yeah. Here's what I'll give you. You know what it is? It's good. No. Wow, I just sounded like Joe Beningo there. You know what it is, bro? Is it Stella? It's Stella. It is Goonies meets Stephen King. Ha, um, what percentage of each would you say? Like, if you were going to do, like, a sliding scale, which way does it go? Goonies or Stephen King? I just McShade. Um, That's a hard question. Look, I'm not expecting an answer right now. I'll put it to you this way. As is well-covered ground over the six and a half years on this podcast, I do not like scary stuff. That's, right? That's, yeah, that's true. I don't like horror films at all, and I'm like on the border with suspenseful stuff. I kind of don't mind the supernatural, but I do not okay. like to be scared, ever. So where do you stand, where do you stand on Stephen King? Well, terrified, <laughs> which I sound like a book jacket. <laughs> I sound like the Picune book review. Right. Terrifying. Hairs on end. 
I, I'm terrified. Stephen like, King I can't makes me want to hide forever. <laughs> that, that would be my favorite book review ever. <laughs> this novel makes me want to hide forever. I am terrified. I quit my job and I have moved to a metropolis to be around people. <laughs> because what happens in this book in the country could happen. Something. Um, I can't watch it. Can't watch. No chance. No. Never read. Never read one of his books ever. The Shining. Didn't read it. Can't do it. I watch watched it? the movie. Terrified. I mean, terrified. Did you watch it as a kid? Uh, no. Twenties. Okay. All right. So you were you okay? I mean, let's not judge my emotional growth by my age. Because, you know, at 25, we were still pushing 18. But, uh, I mean, still eating cereal for dinner, you know, in many of those years. Um, so, uh, today, even. And, and calling it cooking. That's right. Yeah, I made dinner tonight. I put, I put cereal in a bowl, poured milk in. That's two ingredients. Um. No, terrified, terrified, terrified. All right. So then you. So we've established you do not like horror. You don't like to be scared. Nope. And this show does not scare me a lick. Is it supposed to? So I watched the first episode. Sans Teresa. PJ had been raving about it. I watched it without Teresa. And I watched it and I said, she's going to like this. I'm going to save it. I could have gone, like, she was at the theater. She was at an opening or whatever. I could have gone, like, two or three more episodes deep, had the night to myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to save it. She's really going to like this. So the next night, she's watching the first episode while I'm out getting dinner. Ran out to get takeout Chinese. Duck sauce. Great place in town. Very good. It's in Newtown, well, what is, Cal. In Newtown. Right here in Newtown. Dinner. Yeah, it's strange. Right. So wait, you just years. had duck sauce for dinner? No, that's the name of the joint. Good place. Oh, the name of the place is duck sauce. The name of the place is duck sauce. They don't do uh, a real nice Chinese restaurant. They don't real do good duck Chinese. Here <laughs> they do not. They Here in Pennsylvania, strange. they have like a lettuce wrap, like a chicken lettuce wrap thing. Phenomenal. <laughs> is, is duck Sorry. sauce a sub place? <laughs> right. They're our new sponsor, by the way. Um, duck sauce. <laughs> duck sauce let's, in New Let's say it a little bit more. Right. We said it, we said it six, I'm going to drop my microphone. Really stay professional here. Um, 15 miles away. In New <laughs> right, right, right. So I had gone out to go get dinner. She's watching episode one. I walk in. She's almost done with it. She's about 40 minutes in. And I'm like, so what do you think? And she goes, wait, you like this? You like this. And I'm like, yeah, I thought it was awesome. She's like, it's kind of scary. And she has no problem with suspense or horror or any of that stuff. No problem. So, so it, it's so intended it to be. that it's scary. Right. She couldn't believe that I liked it. Hmm. So but for some reason, Cal, this show, and Evan's been watching it. Dr. Erase that, for those of you playing at home. And uh, Evan's been watching it and was like, there's some really scary moments here. And I'm like, not for me. Not scaring me. 
It's bizarre. <laughs> You're so defiant about it, too. I know. Maybe it's the – and this is my theory. Maybe it's the patine of the 80s that's over it mm. because it looks like it was shot in the 80s. It looks like Spielberg made it. Is it campy? Know. A little. Or they play it straight? No, they they play it straight, but the homages, homage, <laughs> what's the plural of homages, of homage, homage. He was homage on the I? right wing of Pierre Rapin. <laughs> Sylvain homage <laughs> played with Pierre Raccoon. He is the pastor raccoon. To homage, he's gone, gone. And of course, I do a soccer announcement. Good job. That was good. It's it's not I wouldn't call it campy, but the the kids in it are perfect Spielberg kids, and there are nods to all the '80s films. They are lovingly. My brother called it a pastiche. Ooh. Right. Center. It's it's. <laughs> <He's the centerman. laughs> Luke. Past- <laughs> now I dropped the iPad. It's all falling apart. He's uh, that is a hell of a line. I mean, that is that was a whole thing. They, they were, they, yeah, they revolutionized uh, hockey in the seventies. Raccoon, raccoon, and homage. <laughs> they were, they were something, man. They smoked like fiends. Oh, that's all they did. Oh my goodness, that's all they did was oh. smoke on, on the bench during the game. The line smelled, smelled like like a cab in like, like 1971. Canadian tobacco. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Those guys were good. It was a tremendous line for the Nordique. It was. I wanted to look up like a Canadian cigarette real quick. What's a Canadian cigarette? A Canadian cigarette? Yeah, like a Canadian cigarette brand. Oh, man. I'm sure they have them. They have plenty of them. I just Viceroy. There you go. Viceroy. Vantage. They smelled like, they smelled like Viceroy. <laughs> um, That's the name. They named that the Viceroy line. <laughs> they were called Le Viceroy. Le Viceroy. <laughs> and they were... They were amazing. <laughs> Wait, there's another there's another good cigarette brand. Du Maurier. <laughs> the du the Du Maurier line. There you go. Oh my I can't. I can't. Um fantastic. So what a great line. Pastiche was a so stranger pass, he was a pass first guy. Um <laughs> going back there's there's never there's never been a better time for uh, content like as an actor like there's new stuff every day like usually the summer is dead there's like 14 things shooting in new york right now of course i'm not getting called for any of them well that's just listen yeah baby steps kid baby steps. it's yeah you look you're still young you got plenty of time <laughs> thanks thanks you're Mom. good don't worry <laughs> <laughs> We've already established that my mother still uh, has not seen Daredevil. So that's fine. Stop. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, has she watched it yet? <laughs> she she has watched – this is not a joke. 
she has she has watched my reel. So I sent her I have a link to my reel that my agent and my manager use that has the clips of me on yeah. Daredevil and House of Cards. She has not watched the shows. Still. But she has she did watch an entire season of Orange is the New Black, right? Correct. That's right. But she And watch- she and she just loves BoJack Horseman. Just loves it. <laughs> can't, can't get it up. And she's watched every other episode of Daredevil that season, but those two. That's, that's correct. That's correct. She just skipped over them. She thinks uh, Burnthal is brilliant as the Punisher. Brilliant. Um, she has not watched me yet. That's correct. Like, come on. That's, that's... Yeah. It's fine. It is what it is. Like I said. Like, we, like we joked about. She doesn't get out of bed unless I'm on network. That's it. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, back to the – so, yes, content. There's a ton of it, blah, blah, blah. Back to my initial question, and then we'll talk about the meth because we really want to be depressed. Have podcasts jumped the shark? I Well, it's, it goes back to what you said about there being a saturation of content. There are there are podcasts on top of podcasts everywhere and that's fine you know what the more content the more choices the more you listen to whatever you want to listen to it's great you're not forced to listen to anything you don't have to listen to anything although i would say so many people so many more people today listen to podcasts than they did even a couple of years ago I think podcast audiences are are growing exponentially, 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 which is like an avalanche of exponent, Exp- exponentially, exponentially. All right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. So yes, I I agree that there's an oversaturation. Saturation? No. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're not saturizing it. You're saturating it. <laughs> that sounds like a Def Leppard song. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's over oversaturized. <laughs> Step inside. Oversaturized. <laughs> but it's like a seven part harmony produced by Mutt Lang. Hey! Hey! Oversat your eyes! Is it spelled E-Y-E-Z? Oversat your eyes? Right, like, and it's like tiger eyes on the cover of the <laughs> album. A pair of tiger eyes? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or leopard eyes. Or leopard eyes. Why, why, why wouldn't they just use leopard eyes? <laughs> why wouldn't they? I mean, they're... They're Def Leppard and all, so... No, they go with tiger eyes. <laughs> Inexplicably I feel like you missed eyes. an opportunity there. <laughs> you no, have the you know, jungle like animal leopard, to you. Leopard eyes are, like, way too on the nose. You know what I mean? It's like, that Joe Elliott, he is crafty. <laughs> we need an animal, a wild animal with scary <laughs> eyes. Does anybody have any ideas in this room? A wolf! Rick, please. Please. A raccoon. <laughs> you mean left wing for the Nordique? 
his eyes won't work. <laughs> right, like like the Def Leppard guitarist is all into Quebec Nordique history. <laughs> <laughs> Wears a jersey on stage all the right, time. Right. Got a Peter Stasny jersey on stage. <laughs> He knows that Peter is spelled P-E-T-R and not P-E-T-E-R. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, jump the shark. I don't know if I would go with that phrase. I don't think they've jumped the shark because I think there are constantly new podcasts coming out that are good. And there always will right. be. It's like television. Television hasn't jumped the shark. Movies haven't jumped the shark because there will always be good content coming. I agree. But they've oversaturated the market. So I think you I pick think what you want to listen to. Yeah, and I think I think one of the one of the reasons I brought this up is we in looking at the show, our show over six and a half years, and we basically started doing a podcast by accident. Like we set out to do a sports talk radio show with callers and stuff like that. And very early on the technology was not going to allow us to do that. And so uh, and at that time, I had started listening to WTF in its infancy. You had started listening to uh, either the BS Report or even Comedy Bang Bang in its infancy. Like we had started to listen to the early podcasts or, or even Adam Carolla's I listened to a little bit early on. Um, and so we morphed into a podcast almost because we couldn't do what we really set out to do. Right. And as a point of pride, I think we launched about like six other podcasts Well, from having, from having guests on who decided they wanted to try a podcast as well. Launched. I, I think launched is maybe a strong word. Inspired. Not, yeah, suggested. Inspired. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I wouldn't, I mean, there, there are a few that I would call proudly call spinoffs in in right. the sense of in the sense of the person uh or the the people that decided to come on our show you know we had so many bloggers on we had so many new media types and stuff that was kind of our model um and they've gone on to have fantastic podcasts like mod like mod like the, the jefferson exactly benson sure Benson. <laughs> Don't get me started on Benson. Joey. <laughs> All came from uh, Ready to Unload. That's right. No, but th- like th- there are podcasts that are that kind of guys uh, decided that they could do it coming on our podcast or whatever, who are way more successful than ours, like ever. Sure. Um, and that's I, I just this is not a pat on the back moment. This is a we haven't done this in we've only done this three times in eight months, but we did it for six and a, and a half years, and hopefully we're starting it a little bit again. And I'm taking a look at the landscape and saying, "Wow, like look at the landscape here for podcasts." Like WTF's still going strong. He's 700 episodes in, and he's still great. Yeah. You know, Comedy Bang Bang is still great. You know, um, The Nerdist is still great. Yep, and they've been uh, going for seven, eight years now. 
Seven years, yeah. Seven, you know, I mean, Marin will be, Marin's coming up on seven years because he started in like October of 09. Right. You know, the, or, or even September of 09. Like, they, you know, Simmons, I mean, Simmons has a whole podcast network. Yep. On Grantland, I mean, on uh, The Ringer. Like, it just, it's, it's funny, Cal, we, we sit here tonight, we're, we're doing this, we are going to talk about sports, but there's so much to cover, so I'd rather do this. And then maybe, you know, next week we'll get back into the regular New York sports talk stuff. Yeah, I'm, I have to take next week off. I forgot to tell you. I'm sorry. Right, great. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great I put in. I put in my slip. Did you put in for next week off? I did. Yeah, I checked the calendar. Mm-hmm. PJ's got to approve it. There's a, and he's not going to sign off on that. He, is, he does not give an F about where you're nope. going. You know, you've got responsibilities. It's, it's, As John Oliver said, she does not give a. She does not give any Fs. She gives no Fs. You know the other thing. Um, just just talking about what you were talking about as far as podcasts and how we were kind of in on it at the beginning when there weren't many around. The other thing, and I, look, I'm not saying we inspired it. People didn't even know we were doing it. But we were doing live podcasts early on as well. And now that's the rage where these podcasts go on tour. Right. People come and watch them live. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a whole other thing. We did that very early. We did. I think, though, because our, our, our basis was always trying to be, here's the other magnificent thing that I love, Brian. Just thinking about this. Just before we started tonight, we started this because we wanted to be WFAN. Because our whole lives, we listened to WFAN. We love sports talk radio. We were reared on it. We loved it more than anything. And over the six and a half years, almost seven years, we both cannot stand sports talk radio. That's right. That's right. Like if you had asked us six, and a half years ago when we started this, and we really got rolling about a half a year into it when we came on Blog Talk Radio in August of 2010, which, by the way, it's six years that we're on Blog Talk Radio this month. Wow. Did you get the card? It <laughs> was a card. Yeah, they did. It was nice. I got your card. It was nice. Um, Good Will Hunting. We're in even further into the 90s there. Good. I'm just bringing us along. By the way, this um, would work. This whole thing that we're doing tonight would work so much better if we'd had clips from the last six and a half years that we could have played. As if this was show. a retrospective. Should be a clip show. Yes, you're right? absolutely right. So not only do we not have clips, we don't have music. We have nothing. We don't have anything. I, no. I downloaded the open like at nine fifty-two because I went on into the studio and I'm like, where are the hundred and fourteen clips we had from over? Six years. Yeah, it's all but gone. But like, if you if you went back six years ago, we said our dream job would be to do a sports talk radio show. Yes. Like you and I have three hours on the fan as hosts from ten to one. I I, I <laughs> much prefer, a I much guys prefer that, that job already. Yeah. Well, people are getting wise to them, Bry. People are getting wise to them. They are. They are. People are getting wise to them. 
But yeah, you're right. That's, it's, it's amazing how that changed. And that changed pretty quickly. And I don't know if that changed because we were doing this. And maybe we listened to it differently after doing this for a couple of years. Or maybe it's just that the format has changed so much and, and we don't like the format that it's changed into. But it's very interesting because you're absolutely right. That's something that we – look, they had the fantasy phenom contests for WFAN that we, wanted, we were going to do. I did one. You did do one. That's right. I did. So I made it maybe, to the, maybe that. Did I make well, it that to sour, the first one? No, it, it it didn't at all. I, I I think what it I think what has soured me is we developed this thing that we do just talking about sports to guys, best friends, not know it alls, not from a place of condescension, not from a place of angst. Yeah, we got pissed off at our teams yeah we would go on rants and stuff like that sure but we would even disagree and have and and we will in the future we've done it so much in the last eight months between the islanders and the mets it's never from a place of sort of know-it-allness and that was starting to happen on sports talk radio and now it's so prevalent because the callers feed it right and so instead of a conversation, this is why we loved Han and DiPietro so much early, and now they've lost it. Like when they started out, they sounded like a podcast. They right. sounded like two guys talking about sports who would take one or two calls an hour. And they have fallen off of that. They've gone into the old formula, letting the callers, who most of which are at best difficult, steer the show. Well, I think what happens is they, they like to manufacture narratives right. that they may or may not necessarily believe in, but they feel like this is going to be good radio. Let's go with this and let's ratings. try to be, ratings. and let's try to be as outrageous as possible. Right. Right. This is the old hot take. Let's try to, Let's have our takes be as hot as possible so that people will it'll, it'll spark a conversation and, and generate the calls. Right. And nothing is organic anymore. Right. And you know what you don't have to worry about in podcasting? Ratings. <laughs> That's right. Because it, it, it's not, it, it is advertiser driven now, but it's advertiser driven by downloads. And all the advertisers care about is getting their opening. And then they're 30 minutes. Like, that's all they care about. Right. The rest of the content is up to you. And the advertisers don't care. No. They, they do not care. You don't I mean, have they to care. Do... Well, they care from the, from the standpoint that they don't want to associate with something they don't agree with. Oh, yeah, maybe. But also, they, they also uh, um, are going to find podcasts that fit their narrative or maybe fit that like keeping it 1600 is a great example on the ringer you know with favreau and, and pfeiffer i've been listening to that uh, throughout election season i really enjoy it um uh, it's the only political thing i listen to um and uh but they have advertisers that are on brand for them right like even some even some of the spots they read are like making fun of trump like on the in the spot, you know what I mean? Like the advertiser can stay on brand and maybe support a podcast whose content they agree with or whatever. 
But you know, you know, uh, Warby Parker doesn't care. They don't care if you have, uh, you know, Mark Maron has somebody who curses for two and a half, you know, an hour and a half. They don't care. Warby Parker doesn't care. They don't have different. to. Yeah, it's totally different. And there's not also an advertisement every fifteen minutes or eight minutes. No, like in radio. You know, it's it's just sports talk radio has gone so far afield of being a sounding board for the average fan to a place of um, the host is a know-it-all. The host knows everything. And the host is going to have a narrative that steers the ship. And you're either going to call in and agree with that narrative or you're going to disagree with that narrative. And either way, all you're doing as a caller is providing fodder. And then there becomes a tribe mentality to it where it's like almost like a gang up mentality. We see this all the time with like the Mets, right? So like, let's call up and let's bag on this guy for an hour and a half because he did this yesterday. So the host sets the host sets the guy we're going to bag on. And then the callers get the tribe mentality. And it's like, yeah, I totally agree with you. That guy's a jerk or whatever, you know, like, or, you know, like Cespedes with the golf last week. Right. Like, Set the narrative and the host. You don't have any of that with podcasts. You don't have it. And what's the other thing about sports talk radio with the narrative? The narrative is always negative. Always negative. Always 100% negative. of the time it's negative, And yep. that's what drives sports talk radio is negativity. And it works. Yeah. You know, like, look, we don't like it and we don't agree with it. And we don't like to listen to it as much anymore, but we can't, argue that it doesn't work because people love to feed off of negativity and rant. Now that's the big thing. Everybody likes to rant. And know? there's a safety in it in sports, right? So like the political climate, we never talk politics on the show. We're not going to, but the political climate right now is so charged, right? There's, there's, it's unbelievably charged as it's never been before. Mm-hmm. And you can't say historic. this. Yeah, it is historic. Well, it's repeating history, but it's doing it with everybody is a documentarian and they're doing it on social media. Right. Uh, I mean, it, this has all happened before. We're just doing it where everybody in the world can see it in within 15 seconds of it happening. That's yeah. the difference. That's true. But, but, but regardless, the political climate is so charging. You can't go out and say this about Trump or this about Hillary and not elicit a response that's going to be passionate and maybe vitriolic. You can still do it with sports. You could call up a sports talk radio show and destroy A-Rod for 15 minutes and nobody gets hurt. Right? That's your place to vent. That's your place to, to be that negative without it really mattering because it's just sports. Yeah, but you know what? People don't I'm not excusing look at it. it as, I'm not excusing it, Cal. No, but people, but people don't look at it as it not really mattering. It matters a lot to these people. Sure, but in the grand scheme of things, does it matter as much as... Of course not. Of course not, but why else do people get so angry about it? Why do they feed into it? I feel like they get so angry about it because they can. Like, you can't get that... I mean, you can, but you get that angry about something political or with religion or something in public. People are going to call you out on it. Like, it becomes life or death. You get that angry and passionate about 
uh, you know, Cespedes is playing golf the morning he's a DH. Nobody's going to come to your door. Probably not. Joe Beningo might. He might. He might. He gets very angry. He gets very angry, very upset. He gets very angry. And that's, and that's, you know, everybody, it's must listen. Oh, man, I can't wait to listen to them rant and go off on the Mets. Right. Negativity. Can't wait yeah, to be negative. I, I, can't listen, I can't wait to listen to them destroy the Mets tomorrow. Right. Really? It's must what's, listen. What's, what's enjoyable about that? Speaking of destroying the Mets. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. They're, 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 we, we've. I'm not going to do it. All right, that's fine. We can we'll, we'll talk about them some other time. No, I mean it's it's 10:56. I, I figure we'll we'll hang well, out we're for resetting. a bit longer. Yeah. We're, we're resetting. Re- we're resetting, just like the Mets are doing. They're resetting. That's right. That's right. Terry that's, said it today. That's, that's the word they've used. They used it on the broadcast today at least four times. On the radio. They talked broadcast. about re- on the radio broadcast. They kept talking about resetting the next inning. And you then know they said. Great- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And then they said at the end of the game, it was like, well, tomorrow they can reset the season. Right. It was about reset. You know, what's a great, to me, comparison between the radio guys who we both just lost entirely. We're talking about Harry Rose and Josh Lewin. Mm-hmm. And the TV guys in Gary Cohen and today Hernandez. Uh, but, you know, usually Hernandez and Darling. So Hernandez is saying similar things. Not really. I mean, he's, he's destroying them. But he's also saying, you're going to have games like this. I've played on teams like this. I've had my ass handed to me this way. He was talking about the 84 Mets. How they, they faded in, in August and September because they didn't know how to win. And you need a leader. And... And he was talking, he's talking about resetting as a ball player. There's a legitimacy to what Keith Hernandez is saying. Oh, because he's been there. He's been there. And if he says, you know what? There's 48 games to play. They got a lot of games to play. And they need to just wipe it, reset, and approach the season tomorrow as if it's a 48-game season. You know, et cetera, et cetera. He's saying those things as a player who has done that, who's been in that position. Josh Lewin telling me that they need to reset and they're going to means nothing. Means nothing. No, because, yeah, because that's him resetting the PlayStation when his season goes bad. Exactly. That's exactly and you start right. over. <laughs> Accidentally. That means to him. The accidental reset. No, nothing accidental about it. Right. But you know the accidental reset. Oh, yeah. That's the online accidentally mm-hmm. reset right oh i hit the reset button we used to have it oh, when we would be playing nintendo like we'd be knee deep in like a game me and mcwalters or me and my brother yeah like a game of either uh, uh what was the football game uh tecmo, tecmo or you know baseball stars or as we were saying simulator and scott <laughs> scott my brother had this great thing it was like he had like a jerk reflex with like his knee and he like he would like kick it uh-huh. Like, what and he'd like kick the reset button. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> ah, I don't know what happened with my knee. Accidental reset. 
Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like, my knee just kind of, like, kicked out right there. Or he would push the dog into it. <laughs> like, the dog, like, our dog, <laughs> Petey, would be walking by, and, like, Scott would, like, kind of nudge him, like, with his leg. And he would, like, the dog would hit the reset button, and Scott would be like, oh, Petey, come on. Oh. <laughs> the poor dog. Yeah. The dog, the dog reset so many games by accident. He had no idea. Destroyed seasons. <laughs> but when Hernandez says it, yeah, there's a credibility right. there. There's a credibility there. Yeah. There's such a huge difference. And Gary Cohen, to his credit, because he works with ex ball players, a and b, he's also good. And he's not a hack. I know you're a little sour on him, but he's still good. He doesn't do shtick, though, so I'm fine with it. Exactly. We'll say to Hernandez, well, they better do it. It's yeah, easy it's to, great say to say it, it. But they better do it. And, and, and Cohen said today, in essence, there's no leaders in that clubhouse that are going to assure that they do it. Right. He was saying last year they had Wright, who came back and was playing, and they had Kadire, and they had Uribe, and they had all these guys that were there to make sure that they were going to do it. They have no one there. No. If not, and they have not done anything in the last 100 games that would give you any indication that they can. 41 and 49. 100 games. We're not talking in about 90, two weeks. 90 yet. games. They're 41 and 49 in their last 90 games. They're 50 and 50 in their last 100. Well, that can't possibly be. <laughs> It can. You know why? Why? Why can that be? <laughs> it was my understanding there'd be no math. Because they won eight games in a row. Right. That's right. So do the math. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the eight. So so there's your point. The eight game winning streak that they had earlier in the season is what right. makes them a 500 team right now. Yep. That's right. You take that away, and they are eight games under five hundred. Yeah. So why? Yeah, they're so they're, what, they're a mediocre team, and, and they're and and they are injured. They are injured. There's there's of course there's they're no injured. there's no reason to think that they're going to suddenly go on a winning streak. Like the injuries, when you put them in that context, Cal, are not an excuse. Like if you put them in the context of. They weren't playing well when they had these guys, and now they don't have these guys. So if they, if they still had Cespedes, Asdrubal Cabrera, Reyes in the lineup, say, for conversation's sake, right? Healthy, playing, in the lineup. You would say maybe the law of averages at some point, and they added Bruce, you would say at some point, statistically, the law of averages says they're going to start to hit. They're going to start to be, if they play to the back of their baseball cards, they're going to start to be, it's going to even out over the course of a season. They're going to raise their RISP, et cetera, et cetera. And they're going to go on some sort of streak, right? Some sort of streak. It might be five games, whatever. I'm not talking about something crazy. Just string something together. Right. But those guys aren't even there. No. No. So you knew six weeks ago that they were going to be challenged at best to go on some sort of streak because guys are underperforming and now they're really injured. What makes you think they're going to go on some sort of streak now? Foolish, foolish. 
But those guys not being there are not an excuse for guys like Curtis Granderson, guys like Travis Darno, guys like saying, Michael Conforto. Totally These are agree. Guys those, that should be playing better than they have. Those guys not being there are the reason in finality there's no run. But we knew there was no run six weeks ago because Granderson, Darno, Conforto, uh, Diasa for most of the minus three weeks, you know, Flores, as the fifth outfielder. Minus three weeks. Flores, or, well, Flores minus left-handed pitcher, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and Walker had the three terrible weeks, like. You know, and Cabrera became as Drupal Cabrera again. Like, that's the reason they're here. The reason they won't go any further on a run is because those guys are injured, too. Right. But they'll be back. It's, it's over, though, Cal. I mean, they'll be back. Cespedes well. comes back. When does Cespedes come back? Well, Reyes will be back first. Reyes will be back this weekend. Can he hit right-handed? I don't know. He's he's uh, he had a rehab game tonight in being in Brooklyn. He's due to come off the DL the thirteenth. Right. He's eligible to come off on Saturday. Right. So he's back. You know, maybe he's back Monday. Maybe he's back Monday. Let's say he's back Monday. After they, okay. After they've been swept by the Padres, then um, Cespedes would be back after that. Right. As Drupal Cabrera is not coming back this year, by the way. I don't think so. They keep talking about him being back in September, but I don't see it. I'd be shocked if he's back. I don't see it. I, so what are you he, waiting for? You're waiting, you're waiting for Cespedes and Reyes. Really, you're, wait, you're waiting for Cespedes. What, can you what are they, two and, a half, two and a half games out of the wild card? Three games out now. Right, because the Marlins didn't play today. Right. I don't know what to do with him. I'll tell you what, this is good. What are your options? You know, we both know there's not a run coming. So there's 48 games left. You know, I'll tell you, honestly, Brian, I'll tell you what I'd really like to see. I'd like to see TJ Rivera play. (laughs) I would. I'd like to see TJ Rivera play. I'd like to see if he's a player in the major leagues. All right, good. Where do you want to play him? Shortstop? I'll play him, I'll play him at third base. Where do you put Flores? Look, I know what Flores is. Yeah, but you love Flores. I love him, but he can. But he's proven himself to be a platoon player. But more importantly, they don't love him. Right. I need to find out with what he is. I do. I need to find out what TJ Rivera is. He's got a 325 lifetime average in the minor league over 600 games. He's I mean, 27. We... So? And he played in the minor leagues for 600 games. 600 games. And he's hit 325. But where was he 300 games ago? I, Brian, I don't know why he hasn't. He's an he's a undrafted free agent. I don't know why he hasn't come up through the ranks. Ah, but that's my point. But, he, but three, 325 is 325. There's, there's, uh, look, if he you, can clearly you, hit. He can clearly hit. 
He's been in the Mets minor league system since 2011, right? Right. He has a 325 average, and he has a like 348, almost a 350 on base percentage career in the minor leagues. He's only hit under 300 one year. I mean, he can, and you've seen him in the last two. Did you watch him yesterday? I did. He had a good at bat. He had the ten pitch at bat. Great at bat. He had five good at bats. He had had five good at bats. Cali had he had five solid at bats. Did he look like he didn't belong? Did he look overmatched? He did not look over. Well, they're no, they're playing Arizona. But no, he didn't look overmatched. Did he look, well, is it hard for Ty Kelly to look overmatched against anyone? No, no. no. Danny Muno, he's, how did he look? Did he look overmatched against, against uh, you know, St. Mary's Home for the Blind? Come on. You can tell, Brian, when you watch a guy. You can tell. Yeah, I, know. I know. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star by any means. I just want to see what he is. Can we find out what he is? Maybe he's a late bloomer. You know, maybe he comes to the table late. Whatever. He's 27 years old. I liked liked his at-bats. I liked his at-bats today, and he got a base hit. Fouled off three tough pitches. He's a contact hitter. Can we have some contact hitters in the lineup? They don't have a lot of them. He puts the ball in play. Can Can we put the ball in play? 29 doubles, 26 doubles, 25 doubles, 24 doubles, 27 doubles. Can 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 we have a nice little gap hitter in the two hole, please? Would that kill us? Sorry. No, it wouldn't kill us. And I'm all in on TJ Rivera. Rivera. <laughs> did you hear anything about Daniel Murphy coming up through the system? Because I never did. I did not 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 much, but he was always known as a hitter. He was always a hitter that didn't have a place to go. Right. And you're going to laugh at this one. For some reason, for some reason, I always thought he was Asian. It's the weirdest thing. You, now, this is... I told you you'd laugh. I saw a picture of somebody, and Can't I Can't do think that. It was Can't the, do that when a guy's taking a drink of coffee. Can't do it. Not cool. Not cool. I said, now listen. I'm not going to bear the responsibility I went, because I said I almost went Jack Tripper on that. Because I said you're going to laugh, and then you yeah. picked up the mug to take a sip. That's on you. I didn't pal. think it was going to be that funny. Can I explain it? Sure. So when he's I coming hope up, you can. <laughs> I can explain it. He was coming up in the system around the same time as Nick Evans. Remember Nick Evans? Sure, of course. And there was somebody else, and I don't remember who it was. What a debut was, for Nick Evans. Didn't he go like yeah, four Colorado. for six or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, he had a great game. Um, and then there was somebody else, and I can't remember who the other guy was. But there, was, but there were like these three guys that all played first base and third base in the outfield, and they were all coming up right. around the same time. And I remember, oh, Daniel Murray, and I was looking them up, you know, in the Mets minor <laughs> league website. I love where this is and, going. Oh my well, God! I, I love this. I, be, I believe what might have happened was they made a mistake, and they put the picture of somebody that wasn't Daniel Murphy next to Daniel Murphy's name. So I looked. I saw it once, one time. <laughs> so now, 
every time I heard the name Daniel Murphy, this is the picture that I had in my head. Right. So that when he came up, I was I was stunned that he wasn't an Asian gentleman. Right. He was an Irish <laughs> which, guy from Florida. Which, in hindsight, had I thought about the fact that his name was Daniel Murphy, I should not have had any confusion. <laughs> I should have questioned, hey, maybe that picture is not correct. It should have been very clear. I thought he was Asian. Wow. He's not. He's. I, it turns out he's not. He's not. And um, he's going to be the MVP of the league, which is great. He'll. He's. He's got a good shot at it. Well, who's going to be the MVP in the National League? We got a couple of guys. I mean, Chris Bryant. He's got just just as good a shot as Murphy, I think. Ah, uh, they'll 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 give it to Murphy just to piss us off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> be, I mean, the, it'll be it'll literally be on purpose. The NHL is going to take over awarding uh, the MVP just to piss off New York because of their uh, their vendetta. They know that that many Met fans are Islander fans, and so Gary Bettman's like, "Listen, here's what you should do." Actually, it's not even Gary Bettman; it's like the league office in Toronto. It's the league office in Toronto. Yeah, who's gonna is gonna and give the MVP to Daniel Murphy? <laughs> Like, Manfred's going to be ready to give the MVP out, and they're going to walk in. Like, well, guys, we, we've got this. Right. Brendan Shanahan's going to come in. And, right. <laughs> we got the, um, the The other name that I saw, somebody was trying to make a case that Justin Turner could be the MVP. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so Which, great. Um, God, that'd be amazing. But, yeah, no, going back to what you said, you didn't hear much about Daniel Murphy coming up. So maybe T.J. Rivera is a late bloomer, and all of a sudden he's going to come up and he's, he's going to hit. Maybe. You never know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't problem, know that. Though, the problem, though, the problem with saying is that I, they're not going to give up the season see. and try T.J. Rivera at third base. They still think right. that they're in this. But that's not giving up the season because, see, that's the problem. He's a, he's a better option than what they have. No, it's giving up the season because they're not going to play a rookie in a pennant race. Over who? Over Kelly Johnson. Right. But Kelly Johnson can't play every day, and they know that. Have you noticed how often Kelly Johnson has played in the last week or so? Sure. And he's played a lot. It's kind of tough to argue with. Well... He hasn't hit home runs when he's been in the lineup, pinch hitting home runs. <laughs> right, right. Which but, is what he's supposed to be. But when you are a man, when you're a manager fighting for your job, yeah, you're not going to play the kid. Yeah. The odds are you're going to play the veteran. Here's the other great thing: when you're a manager that's ten games up, you're also not going to play the kid. When you're a manager that's even anywhere, you're not going to play the kid. When you're Terry Collins. You're not going to play the kid. Not often. No. Nope. He's got a, I, I told you though, it's Sophie's choice when it comes to playing any of these kids over Flores. Because he hates Flores. Well, that's not Sophie's. Sophie's choice was he can't but he make doesn't the choice tr- between the two. Right, but he, because he hates them both. Like, he doesn't trust Flores as a veteran or right. a veteran or a veteran. 
And he doesn't trust Rivera as a rookie. Like, he plays Kelly Johnson. He plays Kelly Johnson. That's who he – yeah. I mean, he had Kelly Johnson at shortstop last night. Find the oldest guy at the position. That's who he's playing. Right. In, in your – yeah, on your team. Yeah. The oldest guy that you have on the team that can play the position, he's playing you there. Or, or he will play a guy that he has seen with his own eyes do it before. That's, that's right. <laughs> right? You may have done it somewhere else, but if he didn't see it, it's like it didn't happen. He loves his own eyes. Loves it. That's like a big one. I've seen it with him. No, but I, the, the, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen him do it with my own eyes. Right. It's like a thing for him. That's, yeah. Well, he's old school. They got to see it. Is he old school or is he old school? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want ice cream or do you want ice cream? Do you say insurance or insurance? I say insurance, which is what I do. I say insurance. So do I. And guess who does it? The same people that say <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> Am My I right? Wife. She doesn't say raccoon. No, she says insurance. She doesn't. Say, but does she even talk about raccoons or no? <laughs> it doesn't come up a lot. Does it come up? She might say raccoon. I want you to work that into a conversation <laughs> with her. Yes. Unknowingly, not that she, so that she doesn't know that you're you're testing her. And she's probably not going to listen to this, right? <laughs> Was that a serious question? I just want to make sure that... 260 episodes. You know how many she's listened to? Before I... <laughs> right. Two? I think the number is two. I think we landed on two. I would need insurance look. against that, not insurance against that. You would need insurance? Insurance. Ice cream is another one that you hear a lot, and I just it, I whoa whoa that's not it no, no I have been taken I have been taken to task for saying insurance insurance yeah insurance that's yeah, what I say that's, that's what, what you say that's what you do that's what it is <laughs> not insurance not insurance. Well, we don't have insurance on this. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. The car should be fine. We have insurance. <laughs> we're, ins- we're insured <laughs> with the insurance company. <laughs> I didn't know we need insurance for that. I, I don't know. Insure. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah it's, a, oh, it's, a, it's a thing, man. Who are we to say? <laughs> well, I think, I think you sort of lead the league in being able to say about this. <laughs> That's just one thing that I can, yeah, that I can speak. Yeah, this one I feel, like, I feel like you're on very solid footing here. Yeah, that one might be okay. Insurance. No. Insurance. <laughs> Holy cow. I can't. I don't. I mean, it's going to be seven years here soon, Cal. I know. Seven years. Let's hope we make it you, seven years. <laughs> you were there. No, I'm yeah. talking about my marriage. Oh, that's <laughs> we're talking about the show. Right. You were there. Uh, it was a hell of a night. You danced a lot, I feel like. 
I I remember dancing a lot. It was a it was a, a festive occasion in which one would dance a lot. It was great. Yeah, it was a good wedding. Coming a good up, time. Right next week, August fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah. Seven yeah. years. I'm not feeling the itch. No. No. You know, like my my um my line my um my your go to line or. Well, <laughs> your Shecky Green line. Yeah, was always I could have broken a mirror by now. There it okay. is. Okay, that's your Henny Youngman. That's my Henny Youngman. That I couldn't think of right. Sid Caesar. <laughs> Sid Caesar. <laughs> show him shows. You went show him shows. I couldn't come up with it. Henny Youngman. Yeah, so I use that every seven years, and now I'm on my second seven years. I know you're 14 in now. Well, I'm 17 in, but at 14... 17 in? Yeah, I'm 17 in. 17 years ago? Yeah, it's ridiculous. In but June? When it was July. July. July or July? <laughs> when was it? July. July. Yeah, July. Not July. Who's saying July? What are we having? I've heard are that. Are we having cocktails out on the swinging porch? <laughs> Well, I do declare you did get married in the month of July, and it was, I must have had the vapors, because I completely lost my mind after I had that third (laughs) mint julep. What a wedding. What a wedding. (laughs) Allison was wearing some gown that was just so magnificent, I couldn't even believe it in July. I'm a I'm a Southern Belle at heart, Cal. That was good. Yeah, that came very yeah. naturally. Very natural. Actually, maybe a little. I do maybe declare. A little, maybe. Well, I do declare. What a wedding it was in July. <laughs> that gentleman was, gave me the vapors. <laughs> dear, dear. What uh, What was the temperature on your wedding day? It was hot. Hot. It was like a hundred degrees that day. Because I got married August fifteenth, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, no, you, you well, you're in the dog days. We so were in the dog. We were in the doggy doggy, doggy doggy, as, as they would say on comedy back on comedy back. Yeah, got married right hot. in the heart of of uh, Augie doggy. We got yeah, lucky. I, you we, know, I, I think it was. I think we were only like eighty nine on the on the day of, and we, our ceremony wasn't until five six o'clock at night. Still hot. It was, it was hot out there. The, it was hot out on the ceremony when when, yeah. when that guy started getting into making comparisons to Arthur. I don't know how the movie Arthur made its way into our. <laughs> we we were trying to have like a non-denominational kind of guy who that guy had been a priest and he had left the priesthood, but like oh. not like def, not like defrocked or anything. Like he voluntarily oh, well, left. He he resigned. Yeah, so he was still like a Christian minister or whatever but you know we we were trying to sort of wrangle our way into like having some sort of denominational ceremony that was pleasing to everybody um and uh he was great but then he starts going off on this tangent about arthur and like the movie like like listen i'll quote it with everybody i love the movie but hardly appropriate when it's 91 degrees and we're outside on the east river we just want to get in and have some shrimp. Exactly. Wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I remember your I remember your wedding pretty well. 
That's only 17 were, years ago. You remember that? Yeah, I do, because you were the first of all of us. Like, that was the first wedding. Uh, oh, totally. Right? Oh, by far and away. Well, of the of us, yes. But of the guys, yeah. Overall? My first wedding overall? No, it was not my first wedding overall. I had been to several before. Of the guys, you were the first by far and away. Well, it depends on how far out you expand the group. When you say the guys. Right. Of right. my guys, you were the first. Yeah. Except yeah. my brother. I mean, my brother's the only other one. He's older. You would expect that. He's older. Exactly. He's got you guys beat by five Five years. No, four years. They got married in 95. Four years. Yeah. You got married in 91. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a long time. They got married August. Their anniversary is, ours is the 15th. Theirs is. Don't say the 11th. Sugar. Might be August 11th. That's today. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. It, it can't be. Is it I can't be right. It could be. No. Can't be right. We would have seen something on Facebook or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. I think I'm pretty sure it's August eleventh. <laughs> I have a terrible feeling it's August eleventh. I have a terrible feeling. Hey, no time like the present. Right, thirty-four well, minutes. Let me get on text messages here. <laughs> Eek! Oh boy! Oh man! Hey, it's my brother. Hey! <laughs> Shoot, I think uh, it is August eleventh. Well, Mine's well, August fifteenth. His is August something. Great job, everybody! Oh no, it might be August eighth. So I missed it. <laughs> missed it. Even better. No, it's August eleventh. A lot happened on August 8th. August 8th was my bachelor party. Right. It's my Uncle, Frankie's birth- my Uncle Frankie's birthday. Right. My friend Jeff August- Maddie's birthday. August 8th was um, supposed to be the first night game at Wrigley Field. That's correct. It got rained got moved, to, got moved to August 9th. Right. And a beer Against got dumped on Lenny Dykstra. Right, that was also the day Wayne Gretzky got traded. Same day to the Kings, sure, yeah. for uh, Pierre Raccoon. <laughs> I think Pastiche and Raccoon were in that deal. Luke Pastiche, Luke Pastiche. Pierre Raccoon, L U C, Luke Pastiche. <laughs> we should uh, we should end this. Yeah, this is a good time to wrap it up. Sure. Uh, Want to save the fastballs. I don't have the music anymore. Um, final unload. My final. <laughs> I wish. Whoa. Whoa. The levels. Hey. Clearly, our producer is not here. Shake off the rust. Get at it tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Get after it tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, it'd be fine. Uh, Cal, final unload. My, my, well, my final unload is that this just fits like a glove. 
We haven't done this in four months. It feels like we haven't done it in four days. And I hope that we can continue to do this on a more regular basis. Because you don't realize how much you miss it until you start doing it again. And I'm glad we got to do this tonight. And I hope you feel the same. I I absolutely do. Can you sing that as Cinderella? Don't know what you got. Can you give me a little Tom Kiefer? Cinderella. In there? Was it Cinderella or Rat? Cinderella, right? That was Cinderella. Don't know what you got till it's gone. But that's not what I said. No, I but said, you, that's what you alluded to. No. No, it's never not, been gone. It's not. <laughs> never been gone. That's a Matchbox 20 song. This has always been here, and I, you don't know what you you don't realize how much you miss it <laughs> until you do it again. That's Matchbox it. Twenty song, never been gone, never been gone. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna close with a little fastball. The uh, band. That's correct. <laughs> well, you said let's save the fastball. No, for next week. I thought, oh, you're not going to save it? No, I'm going to come right with the fastball. Where were they going without ever knowing the way? <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's another fastball song? Do you know the other fastball song? There, uh, yeah, there is another one. It's a <laughs> slow song. And, it's a ballad. Uh, was I out of my head? Was That's I out of yeah. my mind? I can never be being so blind. That's the other fastball song. Where literally Elvis Costello is standing on the side of the stage like, really, guys? You're doing this? This is a serious song? <laughs> like, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm, standing, I'm standing right here. You guys are seriously, this is, you're going to claim that this is your song. Really? <laughs> really? Really? At least let me turn my back if you're going to do <laughs> it. Please. At least, at least take me to the green room where I can have some meats and cheeses and some crudite while you're <laughs> while you're completely playing a song that I probably wrote, like on a whim. I probably wrote it like at three o'clock in the morning after <laughs> yeah. eating bad pizza. Like, <laughs> was I out of my head? Was I out of my mind? I could never be there being so blind. Ah, oh, this song oh, sucks. Oh, that one's garbage. It's complete garbage. <laughs> and then Fastball's looking through the garbage. They're like, oh, look at this one. Look what we found. <laughs> In dumpster diving at Elvis Costello's. <laughs> <laughs> the band he Fastball. He out. The band. The, the whole band. Dumpster diving. This is perfect. This, I can't believe he threw this away. We Was need a second song. Was he out of his mind? We need a second song. So they go in Elvis Costello's dumpster. That's how it worked. That's how they found their second song. That's correct. I wonder who came up with that idea. There was a band meeting. They're like, we need a second song. Freddie, you live right by Elvis Costello. (laughs) Maybe he's throwing some. I I do live near him. And I've seen him throwing songs away. Right. right in the trash. He throws him out his second story window, balls him this off. This is like 
This he is like what I imagine what I imagine what I imagine Space Hog did outside of David Bowie's London flat <laughs> for, for in the meantime. <laughs> Space Hog was just like Listen. So I was walking by David Bowie's and Iman's apartment the other day and I tripped over this song. I don't think he's gonna use it. And it really feels like Ziggy Stardust-ish. I think we should do this song. Listen, fellas, I was talking to my friend in Space Hog, and he had this great idea. <laughs> he was telling me what he used to do. Now, we can't, to... go, we can't go by David Bowie's house, but Elvis Costello lives close by. <laughs> Maybe in the meantime, something is wrong. I know, I know, it's a Bowie song. Oh, the best Bowie song that David Bowie never wrote. This, my of course, song. all stems my space song. This, of course, all stems from Mont the Hoople, who right. wrote. But they didn't write that song. Bowie wrote that song. Oh no, no! I'm thinking of uh, my favorite of these of all time. Goes back so far, and it's Argent. With Hold Your Head Up, which is the greatest wing song that Paul McCartney never oh. wrote. <laughs> I mean, every time that song comes on, you're like, right. are we sure this isn't wings? Are you sure? Hold your head up high, hold your head high. <laughs> and if you say, like, it's, it's McCartney. How is Paul McCartney not standing on Argent's doorstep like, really, guys? Really? Oh, that's a poopa-loopa. <laughs> that song was a poopa-loopa. I would, I would bet a million dollars that you just brought that up so you could do your McCartney. That's it. Yeah, you win. Hold your head high. And if you live, do we are wings now. Man. So I'll close, with, I'll close with this. Dana Carvey was on Comedy Bang Bang a couple weeks ago. I right. don't know if you listened to it. No. You must. Because Ackerman is a huge fan of Dana Carvey's. It's like really like he can't believe he has him on the show and it's really reverent and it's really cool. Like there's it's a reverence awkward. for him. No, it's not. It's great. Oh, good. And Carvey is just flying through impressions, like flying through them, like brilliantly, like really good. And he, he doesn't understand really what podcasts are. Like he's starting to figure out what podcast. Meanwhile, ackerman has been in this medium for a long time and is kind of a king of it. Right. But he has such a respect and love of Carvey and Saturday Night Live. And like, he just, it's so great. It's, it, Brian, you have to listen to it. I will. It's from a couple but of weeks ago, right? He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to teach Ackerman how to do certain impressions. Oh. And Ackerman can only do them through Dana Carvey. So he can only do an impression of Dana Carvey doing the impression, which of course, right. for anybody who has ever listened to this show, is my MO. It's my complete modus operandi. 
I cannot do the impression of the guy. I can do the Saturday Night Live guy doing the impression of the guy. Like, that's PJ's right. been ripping me for, uh, for this for, what, 200 episodes? Yeah, that's all I do. It, it actually comes to life with Ackerman and Dana Carvey. Oh, that's great. It's so great. And he says it. Like, they acknowledge it. He fully acknowledges it. Ackerman's that's like, true. I can't do the impression. I can do you doing the impression. Right. So it's and the it's impression a, it's, once removed. Yeah, and it's a common, <laughs> which we, I think we coined. But it's a it's a common consciousness thing that if you grow up watching you grew up watching Saturday Night Live and you grew up watching these guys do impression of people, you do the once removed impression. Because you don't study the actual subject. That's right. You study the That's person right. doing the impression. You study the sketch. What a crazy concept. But it's yeah. true. Yep. You gotta oh, you gotta listen to that episode tomorrow. You gotta. It's so good. And Carvey went right with them, like right with them through, like they had two guys come on and play characters. He went through the whole thing. He went with it. Great improv. And um, he has a, Carvey has a list of impressions that he does, but he, oh, and that's the other thing he does. He does instant impressions. No joke. He does little. Interesting. That's become his routine. So again, anybody who's ever listened to us knows instant impressions. That was a PJ thing that we started doing literally six years ago where PJ would uh, do an impression out of nowhere. And we'd be like, what the hell was that? And he's like, that's an instant impression. And just two seconds of it. Yeah. Yep. That's what he does. That's thing now. Interesting. And he's got a list of them. And it's Uh, like um, Dennis Miller uh, trying on a new suit. And he'll be like, huh, this fits me like a glove in the OJ trial, babe. Like he's got like one line for each of them or whatever it is. Yeah. Instant impressions. I feel like the guy that invented the post-it but never got a patent on it. Yep. That's who we are. That's what Ready to Unload is. That's what we did. Yeah. I don't want to say we invented – I don't want to say we invented the post-it. Here's I'm gonna put I'm I'm gonna put a little tail on that. No, I'm not suggesting that we should, we never got credit for the post-it. No, no, no. I'm saying here's I love your analogy. Let me just spin it a bit. Please. We invented the colored post-it. So the post-it came out, and it was like this cool thing. And then like four months later, we were like, you know what? We can make these in colors. Be pretty cool. Like, you don't just need a yellow one. You could have, like, a green one or a blue one or... That's, that's, that's a good one. And no one gives us credit for the colored post-it. We have, well, because we, have we zero never went and did anything with it. We yeah. never patented the colored post-it. That's right. That's what it is to me. Well, you know what? Tonight we spent the night patting ourselves on the back. Maybe next week we'll just go back and do a podcast. Let's do that. That's good. Let's do that, then. I, I think we did more than that tonight. I agree. Right? Hey, we, we, we ripped Terry Collins. It's a regular show. We, we, we made sure to fit that in. Yes. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> it's, we, we did what we needed to do. All right. Let's end it. Okay. Good night, my friend. I will see you next week. We'll see you next week. And uh, it's good to talk to everybody again. It is. It's great to be back. <laughs>
Hopefully we can uh, keep it going, and hopefully we'll have the bishop back soon. I'm not counting on it. Yeah, no, no chance. A lot <laughs> of not everybody. Twenty-two percent butter. Want a faster and better way to enjoy your entertainment at home and on the go? Take the Xfinity X1 Challenge and see how your service stacks up at Xfinity.com slash challenge. Or new customers can try the Starter XF Triple Play from Comcast for $89.99 a month for 12 months with a two-year agreement. You'll get a 30-day money-back guarantee, so it's risk-free. Call 1-800-XFINITY or click today. Offerings 10 to 16. Restrictions apply. Equipment taxes and fees including broadcast TV and RSN fees extra and subject to change. After promo, regular rates apply.